podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. There's more to working from home than emails. So you need Wi-Fi with reliable speed, the most in-home coverage, and built-in security. You need Xfinity XFi. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity Internet and learn about our great offers. You'll get amazing value with speeds that deliver and reliable coverage you can count on. And with XFi Advanced Security, you can keep all the devices in your home connected and protected from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more today. Restrictions apply. Good area for Spurs. It's not a break to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Back again. Episode five. Welcome to the pod. Touchline Hot Spurs. Guys, how you doing? How you doing, man? Tops, good to see you. How you been? Yeah. Good, <laughs> good bro. N- nice little week. Talking after, after my little um my little outtake to the uh, touchline fracas main pod, but happy yeah. to be back with the boys. What happened over there? No, you know what? <laughs> I heard, I heard you, know you got what? caught slipping over there still. They, I heard you got they, caught slipping. They, they caught me in a bit of an Ndombele spin cycle and I was rattled. <laughs> <laughs> I was rattled, I'm not going to lie. But it was good all the same though. I had to hold my ground, didn't it, man? Mm. Good, 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 good. Sire, how you been, man? Not bad. Sleep deprived, but I'm good, man. <laughs> good, 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 good. Good to see you here. Thanks, Teacher. Man. Yo, what you saying, bro? Ray and Afro, my guy. Fam, I was talking about this Afro <laughs> earlier, fam. I said to myself, you know what? Let me embrace it. Let me embrace it, accept its full glory. And I've read it still. I've read it. You know, it's come good, but it's still early doors, though. I'm not sure. Like, to be fair, I had a trim appointment booked, but then the barber flopped me. So it wasn't meant to look like this today. But you know what? I'm enjoying it and I'm loving it. And life goes in a serious <laughs> way sometimes. So just got to embrace it. But I'm blessed all the same, my guy. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, man. Bring, bring that back, man. Bring that back. Come on. Owen. Yo. Hey, right, good to see you, man. Okay, episode five, five guys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm a little bit annoyed, though, because I'm looking at my webcam and it's not really picking up the tan I picked up today. And it's a shame because I look. <laughs> 
rather handsome with the tan, but it's not picking it up, but we move. <laughs> it's a good old British river, man. <laughs> well, we had like five minutes of sun, basically. <laughs> yeah, four and a half. So what? You just you just had some good news in it, Owen, on the um, timeline, the Hoiberg. Yeah, so uh, good old Fabrizio Romano confirming that we've got Hoiberg nice and early mm. to satisfy our fans. Nice positive move. Official 17 million euros. Here we go. So that's uh, signed, still delivered by. What do, we, what do we think about the price? Fifteen million. I think Don Levy's done a. Done a nice little deal there. He's done it again, man. Yeah, like I, I, I thought, I thought we were losing players like on this, on this deal. I thought we were going to lose um, Kyle Walker Peters for a bit. I think so, he's like, still going the other way though. He's still going. Like a separate oh. deal, yeah. About fourteen, I heard. Fourteen. Mm. Okay, not bad though. How come? How come teams do this now? It used to be like you know, like you could do like straight swaps, but now they do like these weird Barcelona deals where like both mm. teams pay the same price. Like, what's that about? Something no, about balance in the books or something. I think there's new financial regulations that have come into play, and this is a means to um, sort of close those loopholes. Okay. I remember someone talking to me about it. It was too complicated for me, but it seemed to make sense. No, when I saw that, you know the Barcelona offer um, deal. That, I still don't fully understand that. Yeah, that that blows my mind. What's it like? They're paying a hundred million for an older player. Basically, is the exact same rule. <laughs> yeah. A little bit worse. I don't know, man. I, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, Spurs. I mean, transfers. We got if we got Hoiberg in. Where else do you think is the next key area to strengthen? Well, everyone wants us to strengthen the fullbacks. Mm. Yeah, we can cover that. We. Um, I was looking at a few left backs earlier. There's one which um, joined Dortmund. I think last year, but he didn't really play that many games. You got Nico Schultz. If we did decide to end up flipping the the lopsided fullback thing, he's a very good attacking left fullback. A dream one would be Teo Hernandez if we do one of these dodgy deals with AC Milan involving Serge Aurier. That would be like a dream move, in my opinion. Like he's probably the best fullback right now in Serie A, if not maybe joined with Alexandro. Do you think that's a better move than the um, centre back? I keep forgetting his name. Kimanjai. No, no, the, the is it screener? Screener? Uh screening um there's been a lot of talk with that involved in the Undombele deal, wasn't there? Like yeah. Inter seem to be very interested in good old Tangi, but they haven't got the piece for him, so they're looking to offload Screener by the looks of it. I don't know how true it is. It could just be reported silly nonsense by Italian journalists. And to be honest, I don't even want that to happen. But gun to my head, if they offered Skriniar, that would be the one player I would take from Inter. Okay. Defence-wise. Um, another left-back. This is a good stat for Jose Mourinho. So Barcelona signed him. Junior Firpo. And I saw that he's six foot. So he's a good young attacking left back and he's six foot, which Mourinho would absolutely love. Mm. That's a few little suggestions for left back. Isn't there a guy in, in Spain that everyone keeps talking about at the moment that I think Everton might be in for? Is his name Reguilon or something like this? Sergio Reguilon, yeah. Yeah, I've 
I've been reading a few things. I haven't actually seen him play much, but apparently he was one of the best um, fullbacks last season uh, in La Liga. Um, and there's a couple of Premiership teams um, kind of interested in, in him. So I suppose maybe we're not in for him, but that's someone we could possibly look at as well. Um, I only really know him from like FIFA days, really. But yeah. like when I'm when I'm thinking about it, there's no one that I know at the moment like for left back for us that I'm like that I'm hearing big big sort of things about. Like yeah. you know, one thing I've said before as well is that like I don't know. I feel like because we've seen it done a couple times before in the Premier League, like where we have players who are maybe in, like, the peripheries of, of teams, like first 11s or, like, our squad players. And sometimes they just need to be given a run as a first-team player. Um, and sometimes these kind of players that are already kind of in the league, like, I think we've done a really good deal with Hoiberg by pulling him in. Um, because, obviously, this is someone who's played in the Premier League. He's used to um, playing in this league. And also... Uh, if you've seen other players like previously someone like Andy Robertson who was obviously playing in the English English League and he got obviously turned and spun into like a very good decent yeah. fullback as well so I think I don't know like the reason I say that as well is just because um, I was reading about this Jamal Lewis guy um, who plays for Norwich mm-hmm. and whilst Liverpool seem to have gone down this line of using stats to buy players like, I was looking at some of his actually numbers in terms of um, take-ons, um, tackles made, uh, passes forward, crosses made, you know. And if you're looking past the, the sort of top six sort of fullbacks, mm-hmm. his numbers don't drop far too below that, you know. And I think Liverpool were looking to pay something like 10 or, or 14 million or something like that. Broke boys. <laughs> FSG mugs. Funnily <laughs> enough, uh, when all the polls come up about Norwich and what players people want, Jamal Lewis tends to be quite high on that list for me because, for all intents yeah. and purposes, whenever I've seen him play, he probably stands out a little bit more than Aaron's did. So, yeah, one of those I agree with that. I do feel like we missed the trick there, but on the same token, when it comes to right back, we missed Hakimi as well. So. Mm. I mean, well, that's, like that's to throw my name in the hat, I don't know. Has, um, what, does, what do you guys think of that um, Digny guy from Everton? He's all right. He's all right. I think Top player good. with command a big fee, though, I think. Because Everton yeah. seems financially pretty solid. They're getting some oil money in from somewhere, I think. <laughs> and, and I also have to ask, like, because I'm, I'm not even going to act like I've seen most of these players, like... Are these guys much a much better option than um, uh, Danny Rose and Davies? Ben Davies. Mm. Different type oh. of player to Ben Davies. As mm. I was looking at more attacking fullbacks, hoping that we would try and maybe even give a bit of focus to Sessegnon as well. Mm. Um, the Danny Rose situation is a sticky one because. I don't know if anyone even knows like, the full extent of his influence in the changing room, just how toxic his presence even is. Mm. At this point, if Jose's happy for him to stay on and um, he wants to see out his contract and he's happy to play, players are happy to play, then I would trust that. 
and it would obviously save us a bit of money as well. I yeah. think he's an adept enough player to carry on if he's happy to play. Uh, what do you think, Teach? Or yeah, no, yeah, no, I was literally thinking it's so difficult to see who would be more competitive in his left-back positions when Danny Rose comes back into the fold. So I kind of feel like they're maybe a step above, but considering the lack of Premier League experience for some of these people, it's still a bit of a gamble. And there's always going to be that, that nurturing period where maybe for the first six to nine months, maybe, you don't really get a return. So for me, I kind of want to see what happens with Danny Rose before I think about investing in that left-back position because I still feel like there's, there's a lot of question marks around that. Um, whereas my heart's probably set. If we are to get a pullback, my heart's going to be set on Max Aaron's. I just think that he's, he's good going forward as much as he's good going backwards. And I feel like he's... He's always isolated. He's always under pressure and he's never made to look stupid. So I've got to give him a lot of respect. And he's still young. Do you know what I mean? I feel like he's someone who could be coached well under Mourinho and fit that Spurs style of play quite nicely, quite naturally. So I don't think we need to worry too much about that teething in issues. But as always, it's always going to be a gamble, isn't it? But for me, Max Aaron just seems like a decent option. Um, and, and someone that we could probably get a good a good value for in terms of how much we buy and buy him for. I don't think we'd be overpriced for him. So yeah. Yeah. seems like he's, a sensible. Uh, I would say that was the names you said so far. Oh, someone needs to mute their mic, I think. Well, out of the names you said so far, definitely I think um, he sounds like one of the more realistic options, like one of the more available people, definitely. Mm. Um, in terms of centre-back, do you guys think we need to cover Vertonghen leaving? And like, how likely is it? I mean, I know it's big smiles I'm seeing from Owen. <laughs> I just realised on the little um, list of centre-backs I was even looking at, I don't think any of them are left-footed. It's oh, quite rare to find the quality left-footed centre-back mm. these days. Um, one I was looking at, we've actually been heavily linked with this uh, Turkish right back from uh, Liverpool named Silic and I was um, looking up solid centre-backs that might be available at a good price because I think when we're talking a centre-back I don't know if a younger centre-back would be necessarily the way to go I'd like us to sign someone a bit more seasoned and solid and can kind of you know just come in and do a job straight away just for that position mm-hmm. and I was looking at Demiral from Juventus another Turkish brother yeah Related, them to consult together. He's, um, I don't know if he's overly quick, but he's definitely a solid defender. And I definitely think he'd uh, suit coming into Jose's style and obviously his deeper lines suiting him not having a great deal of pace. And he should be available because he's just not been getting that game time while Delit's been there. What do you guys think of, um, his name is it uh Charlie Charlie Taylor I think is it the Burnley left back good shout actually for a fullback yeah I haven't seen us being linked you... with him but yeah we, we haven't been linked to him I'm just trying to think who's who's good and like realistic I guess from my mm. perspective I mean the two the two Sheffield um centre backs in terms of production yeah. 
superb all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If you're looking for someone that's ready-made for the Premier League, I feel like they're obviously mm. they're not going to cost they're not going to cost stupid amounts of money because they they don't come with like more than a season's worth of experience. Yeah. Um, it's just whether or not that's that's going to fit the style of play or not. Do you not think that Sesson Young isn't going to fill that void at all? Well, like, I, I like Sesson Young a lot. I think like there is a player there. I, I think he has a lot of, like, interestingly, he has a lot of attributes that are kind of similar to sort of Bale when, yeah. you know, he was trying to get into the team. He's very good on the ball, has like a very good, like, wicked sort of left foot. He's very quick, could shoot. Um, and I suppose... It's been a funny one. You, I can't. I can't really judge. You know what his position is in the squad. I wouldn't say the team, but I'll say the squad because you know he's had very limited sort of um, football. I suppose since in this return, um, in those last sort of eight, nine, uh, nine ten games that we had, um, and it is like as if Jose did trust him because you know there were some games that he did start him um, before everything sort of locked down. So, obviously, he did think that there's some sort of uh, potential for him to be able to um, prove himself. But, I don't know, maybe those chances seem to just dwindle as the, uh, as, as, uh, as the lockdown came in and everything. So, I hope maybe, you know, during this uh, pre-season, we say, like, he can obviously get back in, hopefully, Jose's good books, maybe if he was or wasn't, and try push, push him himself into the team because... Whilst we talk about like having that lopsided sort of uh, three centre backs, right wing sort of with Aurea, I think that's something that we could definitely think about if we were to look at being a bit more conservative, where we could possibly even play like Tankanga as that sort of right back or like who could push in as the centre back, and then we have someone attacking like Sessegnon to kind of go up up and down that left wing. But again, I I I don't know. Because I haven't really seen Sessegnon as a defender as much. So I'd like to see what his abilities on that front, you know, yeah. would kind of show. I think Sessegnon would go well when we're playing a back three and, and, and wingers um, instead of that sort of left back or natural right back position. I think that's where he might be at his, his, his most, his best. Because I think I'm not convinced that he'll necessarily give us enough in that advanced position, and he's not going to likely start over the likes of Son, Lucas, Bergman. Do you know what I'm saying? He's got a long way to go, but I think those three players there, I wouldn't really want them in that wing-back position without that wing position because I don't trust them getting backwards in the same way in which I trust Sessegnon necessarily. Or or more so, I think they're better forwards. So I wouldn't want them doing both of those games because you can't do them effectively. Absolutely. but so Sesson Young, I feel like he'd be he'd be good in that natural sort of wing wing position. I feel like he's the only one that would naturally fit that. But then it does mean we're limited to play that formation because he's not a natural left back. But again, he's still young and with coaching and with time. And to be fair, there's enough left backs in the squads to sort of you know, give him the direction or give him the mode, so to speak. If we want that as a as a as a source of inspiration, I'm not sure we do. But yeah, man, he, he's an option. He's definitely an option, and. But, but, but it, it's just whether or not he wants it because he might not want that left that, that defensive responsibility. So. Yeah, it's true. it's true. Like, I think it's a very good point that you make about that position 
that he could potentially play. Like one player that I would like compare him to when you talk about the defensive and the attacking side is like Ainsley Maitland-Niles at Arsenal. Because if you think about Ailey Maitland-Niles, he doesn't look very comfortable playing right back because the guy's constantly wanting to get forward and he doesn't really like doing the defensive work. And Arsenal very rarely use him on the right wing or I think in central midfield where they really want to play him. But interestingly enough, when I watched them against Chelsea on the weekend, when he was asked to play in that sort of wing-back role, he seemed to excel where there's not that much pressure on him to get forward, but he can when he can. And actually, he's also supported defensively by that left that left um, centre-back that will be behind him. So I think that's the kind of role we'd be asking um, assessing on to play, if anything, because going forward, I think he's. I, I think he has potential. He's very young, but again, he ain't going to be starting over over yeah. Sun Bergerin. And then, if you're asking him to play fullback, I mean, you are asking him a lot. That's basically curbing his his game, which we all kind of know him for, and which with the game we kind of seen him play for Fulham before we signed him. You know. So, what do you reckon is his best bet to get into the team? Feel like he has to learn how to play left back. I, can, I cannot see it. Cannot see it going forward. Um, it's a bit of a weird one. I, I, I was sort of hoping that the idea was to try and develop him with Danny Rose in and around yeah. the squad. Um, when Danny Rose signed that five-year contract, when Poch joined, I lost my shit. Like, I did not see it in Danny. Yeah. Rose. There's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved with a wide assortment of holiday decor from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. At all, so to to have transitioned that far from like such a liability to one of the best fullbacks in world football, mm-hmm. that's the type of experience you would hope that a senior player can pass on to a junior. Um, sending him out on loan to him, then potentially coming back, it is all a bit of a muddle, especially considering we've gone the whole season just playing Ben Davis at left back, yeah. or trying to fit Vertonghen in at left back instead of giving uh, Sesson Young a chance. So I think it's pretty clear that Mourinho doesn't fancy him there. He's been quite forthright in saying he's not ready to play that position. Um, Maybe they've done something on the training ground, but I'll be hoping that in some way, shape or form, we end up having some sort of depth at at left-back before the start of the season, Sesson Young or otherwise. Just very quickly, on the subject of left-back, Liverpool put in a bid or Jamal Lewis, which has just been rejected for Tenems. So, they're making moves. I mean, and the way Liverpool scout players, you know, you, you wouldn't think that they'd be wanting to spend them that money on rubbish. So, they must yeah. see something there, you know? Yeah. 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 It's been rejected, though. So, they obviously value them at higher. But I think they've got to be realistic, man, because people are going to come for their players and they've got to let go of them. Like, it on the back bad. of that um, left-back talk, you know, We've kind of seen this uh, this younger sort of player, Dennis Sarkin, been touted as someone that we would be trying to be put, 
putting in at left back, like or someone that could at least be as a, a replacement. I I haven't seen much of him, but he has been in and around the first team. It does look like for a little bit of a while, and I think him and Harvey Harvey White have been promoted as first team players for next season. Mm. Um, so I suppose he's someone that could also possibly do a job. Maybe, you know, Jose doesn't see a future left back for Sessegnon. And that may be why his positioning at the moment could be a bit of a funny one. Because we do have a lot of players in that position already, you know. Do you guys think um, that we need to... So with, with Hoiberg stepping into the midfield, do you think we're going to change our style of play? Um, I mean, I think most of our goals scored are from open play anyway, but we, we don't usually have that sort of coherent attacking style, I would say, this season. Do you think now that with that stability in the midfield, we'll start to see it a bit more often? Potentially. Um, I think there could be a lot of factors that could obviously make us a little bit more proactive next season. Hopefully the fans will be there to... Uh, stop Mourinho being completely pragmatic and uh, just this like protection in general like he stats for ball recoveries and tackles per game especially last season mm. can't say I said it like saw it with my own eyes but they're very very impressive so you'd like to think he, like it just makes sense that it gives us that protection and um, I hope it was one of Jose Mourinho signings as well like or one of the signings identified by someone close to him as opposed to just our club, seeing someone available at a good price. Season in the Premier League, OK, we're going to get him for that. Yeah. Really, just for value. Yeah, no, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, we have missed that. We haven't got an out-and-out ball-winning defensive midfielder. Sissoko did try, but he only really... Marshall's that right-hand side anyway, doesn't he? So, yeah. What is it with Sissoko, though? Why doesn't he, like, I don't get it. Why don't he get better? He, it feels like, in terms of, that's I mean, not, like... That's, <laughs> like harsh, though, the that's harsh, no, that's no, harsh. No, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come He's got to say, why doesn't no, he get better? No, no, even Aurier, even Aurier, you can see, like, he's adjusted to the tactics, isn't it? But I don't get it. Like, it doesn't feel like Sissoko's adjusting in the middle, like, in terms <laughs> of... I feel like his best... All right, so the best I've seen him play was under Poch, I feel like, um, in the run-up in the run up to maybe, like, Champions League final, those, those kind of games. Since then, it feels like the game has just been maybe one step ahead of him almost at all times. Like, cool, he does play the destroyer role, but I'm yet to see him reach those levels again. And, and I struggle to see what it is. I don't feel like that much has changed. Like, OK, Ericsson's left. But with Lo Celso in there, I think he might even have somebody who suits him a little bit more. Mm. He, wasn't, he wasn't that good at pick, being on the end of Ericsson's passes anyway or, or playing, in, or playing Ericsson in, in um, a great position or anything like that. So, I don't know. Like, what, what, um, does anybody else have a take on this? Like, what do you guys think? Well, I, I can't... Sorry, um, say that again, sir? Definitely feel there's more pressure on him. Um, we don't maintain the ball at all at the minute mm. so every every pass that he makes is going to be under extra scrutiny so for a player that already struggles to sort of open his body up to receive and to release the ball 
I think I feel like he's just thinking, let me just make sure I don't fuck up. Because mm-hmm. if I if I do, we're gonna be right back. It's more back mental. The back's just basically getting torn apart. So I feel like there is a little bit of additional pressure as well as Jose is is pretty much renowned for condensing what people's roles within the team are. It's like do your job, don't stray away from it and get on with it. No complaints. So we're not really seeing any of the positives that he brings in terms of driving with the ball, uh, being a little bit more of a, a sort of outlet in attacking options. So basically, he's just there to break play and release the ball to somebody else. Like, in my opinion, I never want to see him as a six. Like, never. I, I, just, I just don't want to see him in that area where we can move the ball in a transition sort of phase. Because, like, you know what, Sai, I 100% agree with your point. And I just believe, like, for us being a top six team, he is not the type of player and we shouldn't be the type of club that should be in the position to allow there to be a type of player like that in that position. I personally think that we should be looking to constantly improve the players that we have in that position. And he is not a player that I think can correctly play into play that role I understand sometimes you have to have a destroyer especially like in some of the bigger games you have to have have a destroyer you have to have someone who's happy to break up the play but I think in terms of us moving forward as a team I think we need a player who can do both so someone who can destroy but is also very technically astute and is happy to take the ball in transition like if we're going back in terms of like the past the person that I would say best described that as a, as a six, like a destroyer, was Wanyama. He was someone who was excellent at the defensive stuff, but there's so many videos that you're watching where he gets doesn't even get enough credit for, where he's moving the ball forward, he's transitioning the ball into the attacking third, and actually, he's progressed in the football. Like, my opinion on Sissoko is very, like, I feel like it's been very difficult for him you know, he was signed on the back of a very questionable deal, especially the timing and the actual amount. And then really, his role really hasn't really been defined. Like, I think personally, he shouldn't be a, he shouldn't be playing as a six. The fact that Mourinho is playing him there is probably purely because he doesn't trust in Dombele. But if I'm thinking about his best position, I'm going to say, let's push him a bit more forward and play him as an as an eight who would maybe be trying to take the ball on two teams like on in transition counter-attacks or if we're really talking about him supporting you know Aurea maybe at right wing or right or right like sort of fullback which I think there has been times that he's kind of slotted into that position you know and no means am I faulting him and his effort and his hunger and his attitude because actually he's been one of our best players in that sort of stuff. Like, you always know you're going to get 100%. Mm. But I just feel we should be thinking to move forward as a football club. And he's not the type of player that does that for us, personally. With Suzuko, what what I feel he does give you, which you don't see everywhere, is he is high energy, active for 90 minutes. Mm. I've never, I've never, and in my opinion, you can't have a bad game running. And that boy there, he he he'll 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 leave it all on the pitch every single game, in my opinion. Whether or not he's doing the right things on the pitch is questionable. But I think you don't you don't tame a lion. 
You know what I mean? You just want to lose, bro. It's true. You just throw him out in the jungle and let him do what he's doing. But I agree. We're not that sort of club. We are trying to play technically good football. We're not a stoke. So I, I get that. But in my opinion, he'll he'll always for me he'll always have a role in the squad. That's why I wouldn't yeah. I, I wouldn't want him out. I wouldn't want him out. He'll always have a role. He's versatile. Yeah. Not necessarily good everywhere, but he's versatile, and and he'll give you ninety minutes of honest work. I think I think he'll give you that consistent six out of ten. And I'm just I think for me, what if you give a seven? Uh, yeah, you, like it gets up to like six between probably six and sevens like most of the time, and it's like. I just wish I could see some more of the eight and nine games, man. That I know he's. I feel like they're he's in there. Deep now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he what has, I mean. I just want to see it more often. That's it. Yeah, you don't see. Often I want to see. Man. What I want to see from Hoiberg, though, like, just to summarize as well, I think he can do that number six role well for us. Obviously, with his full recovery stats, they speak for themselves. I just want to see him being in there because I think we're already blessed with quite a few good ball carriers as well. Like mm. number eight, even Jetson can. Mm. It's like a times when he gets in the ball, he can carry it. Let's sell so and Dombele winks. To have someone there that can just just play a little bit of one touch, two touch, show for the ball deep. When we're off the ball, he can win the ball. He seems very adept at doing that and getting us playing from deep as well. So I don't know if I could imagine Hoiberg and Sissoko in the same player, team, but he'll definitely bring balance. Sorry, Titch. I was just saying, I don't know if I could imagine Hoiberg and Sissoko in the same in the same starting eleven, you know. Oh no, I think Sissoko would be so, but that would be a calamity. Yeah. Nah. Well, well, um, I think I was talking about this before we kicked off the pod a little bit, but like, um, on my Twitter for some reason, I don't know, it's like self harm, man. I follow, I follow a few Spurs fans in it. And some of <laughs> these guys are like their opinions; they're just so out there, they're crazy. But I mean. The one I want to talk about right now is um, just the amount of people that actually hate Winks and Lasoso. I don't get it. Like, I, I genuinely don't get it. That's surprising. Yeah, there seems to be so much. And I would say the main, the main um, agenda that they have is that they feel like Winks and Lasoso speak to a low level of... Um, What's the word? Like, like we, we, we don't want to win anything, essentially. Sorry. The word's eluding me right now. <laughs> like, do you, know what, do you know what gets me about this is that, like, I think as well, the way football Twitter is these days, the way people read football, they look at football for the optics, in my opinion. And if they see a player who is not, pulling out a 60-yard pass. They see a player that is not pulling up, put, putting up assists week in, week out. They see a player that's not scoring every other game. Then that player, basically, is null and void to them. But I personally think, from my opinion of football, is that sometimes these type of players, well, maybe not so much Le Chelsea, because actually I've seen him actually do a lot in terms of his output, scoring goals, assists when he was in Spain and obviously in France. Mm. But I think, and it was Pochettino who really kind of pushed this, I think, on us. You need a player like Winks because what Winks does, it's actually very important to the team. You need someone who, I know it sounds very, very lame and very like base, but you need someone who keeps things ticking over. You need someone to kind of 
recycle the ball in moments where basically it's tight maybe for the centre-half to take it on or to make a pass. You need someone to do a quick one, two, rebound. You need someone to keep the ball kind of moving. And I think he is so important to us. And I think as well, Lachelso is very good at doing that as well. But the way football Twitter is these days is that if you're not doing something that makes me basically get gassed over watching you, I'm not really that keen on watching you. And then that starts to translate into mediocrity because, again, these same players are playing every week and these same players are not doing anything or not taking us to the next level. We're not winning all these games. But it's a bit silly because someone like Mourinho, who's won so much and done so much and done so much in football, it's no surprise that he's playing La Chelsea. It's no surprise that he's playing Winks. There must be a reason that he's playing these guys. Yeah. So I think it's, I just I just think it's mad. When when I hear this stuff, I just think I don't know, it's man. Maybe maybe they're, they're not they don't know football like, but that's just my opinion. Man. It's all the bears, man. <laughs> all the football managers and watching watching Man City construct a team of playmakers is it's not the real world. At the end of the day, like the point you made about the uh, metronome uh, or keeping things ticking. Mm is precisely it. That's Winx's role. That's what he does. Um, we've, seen, we've seen him play deeper. We've seen him hold the fort, be the deepest lion uh, midfielder. And he can do that. But his game is very much akin to, say, a Modric. Obviously, he's nowhere near the, the standard of mm. the great Luca. But mm. at the same time, who is? It's like, at, at the end of the day, like we have a squad of talented players, whether people want to admit it or not. The likes of uh, Dyer, uh, Winks, all of these guys, they've been in the team for a long time, so it's only natural that we sort of get jaded by them and we start to romanticise, like, getting in that big marquee signing who's going to change all of our fortunes, but we've had that in Endombele and it hasn't worked out as of yet. So I feel like it's just a case of to an extent, working with what we have, maybe maybe Winks isn't meant to be a starting starting midfielder for us, but he's done a job. And mm-hmm. by all accounts, I remember him standing out as one of the best players on the pitch against the likes of Real Madrid. City as uh, well one time. So it's, it's 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 one of those things, man. I feel like it's about compartmentalizing like what you would hope that we do and what we have at our disposal, and sort of looking at the positives in order. To, as opposed to just always saying, oh, this player is not good enough, let's sell him and get someone better. Mm. It's not how it works. I also think that realistically, yeah, there's not many teams out there that have superstars in every position on the pitch. Precisely. You're not going to get world-class talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the players which need to get folded out are the ones that don't contribute. But what Winks does, especially well, is he aids the way in which Spurs like to play. Yeah. In terms of having those progressive wingers in terms of losing a ball and, and having a forward pass, because you can count on Winks to slot a forward pass quickly without much time to think about it. And you can count on the likes of Sander, Lucas, Bergman, or whoever's playing to make those runs. Mm-hmm. So, whereas that's not necessarily a goal, it might be a key pass, it might not be. Uh, it's not, not an assist, it might not be a key pass, it might not be. At the same time, a lot of our attacking goes through those channels. And we depend on those players there to, to be there to do that. But it goes unnoticed, unfortunately. But it's, really, it's really quite odd. People, people seem to have like this real issue with sideway passes. And it's yeah. just like, all right, cool. When we play five a side, you can try for a killer ball every time you get a ball. 
and we're just going to get smashed like 12 nil on you. Like, mm. it's like how I don't know what level of football people either watch on a week to week basis or play, but if every pass is with the intent to go forward, you're going to concede, you're going to yeah. concede a lot of chances against your, your defense. Like, mm. Sometimes you need to play the safe option so you can start to have a bit of movement off the ball and just buy a bit of time for guys to get into positions. I mean, all of our best midfielders over the last decade have been of that ilk. Yeah. So I don't know why the remit suddenly changes when it's a player you don't like. Another thing I'd be willing to bet, even though like he 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 has like a high output of passes, like you said, with those side to side passes and everything as well, and the forward passes, like you said, teacher. I'd be willing to bet he's probably got one of our highest pass completions on the team as well. And also, and also, I think after Sissoko and like the monsters like came and and yeah, he probably gives us like the most minutes mm. as well. Like he's yeah. he's been very reliable. So I've always found it weird. I've always found all wink slander. To just be weird because at the very least he's a good homegrown player and I think um there, there are yeah you need you need it you have to have it anyway so there, there are worse there are definitely worse players you could have in your squad than Winks and there, there aren't that many better ones either in, in terms of excuse as well because obviously he's moved here in a new country and he's had quite a few injuries now yeah. since he has joined and he's been playing through this uh this restart period with a groin injury apparently as well mm. so you can only give him his Tuesday because he played pretty much every minute since the restart yeah. apart from the second half at Crystal Palace he played every minute Do you, in terms of like um, homegrown players like in midfield do you think there are many better better than Winks that are like, apart from like the Pogba's and things like that, like obviously we're never going to be able to get. Are there any better than Winks that like we could actually get? So I, like, I don't, I don't really. So um, yeah, I mean, to give context, like this, the people who I've seen sort of say to get rid of Winks, I always see them talking about getting players like um, Rice, Declan Rice. <laughs> like, yeah, I just don't I mean, see it. I don't see it. I feel like that's a downgrade personally, but then it speaks to what Sai said. It's like there's no place like home for the holidays or homedepot.com for holiday decor with great low prices on decorations inside and out, like artificial Christmas trees to light up the living room, outside lights and playful inflatables that bring joy to the neighborhood. Order online and you'll even get free delivery. Holiday decorating improved. With a wide assortment of holiday decor from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. Free standard shipping on most online orders over $45. Some exclusions apply while supplies last. They're, in, they're watching the football more for the optics than, than anything else. Yeah. Maybe he's just like a big, a big name right now. But um, yeah, do you, where, where do you guys think he ranks? I, I think he's, he's, up, he's definitely he's up there. pretty fucking high as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen this country get gassed about the likes of Jack Wilshere, who from my recollection, has maybe had four good games in his career, mm. which has been shorter than Winks's as well. I'm pretty sure Winks has more appearances for club than, uh, than Wilshere does. Mm. And ultimately, a lot of that was just to do with the fact that the kid was direct. He didn't really show anything outside of what you would expect a midfielder to be able to do. Pick a pass, run a little bit, and that's it. Mm. But nobody ever found a role for that kid got played as a deeper player, you got played advanced, 
and it never really stuck. Whereas Winks has already carved out a little bit of an identity for himself, which for a player that's 24 years old, that's the baseline of what you want you want from them. So leading into like 27, 28, they can start to hit their prime with a real idea of what they are. We've seen Henderson do, do that at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, those, those type of players, they're, they're a lot of the time, maybe not the X factor, but they do hold down the fort. And mm. I'm grateful that we have him. We haven't lost a game with Winks in the side since the restart either. Precisely. That's no surprise. Mm. So what do you guys think is the future for Winks? He'll be a Spurs captain if Harry Kane goes. I think I'll so. Yeah, I can see that I as well. See I could see him playing a little bit further forward as well. Maybe mm. in that like that eight role if he had if he had the um, dedicated six there. Yeah. Have someone robust next to him. I think I think he can literally just do do what he's been doing, but with a little bit more freedom. Expansion mm. to his play. Yeah. I think that you gotta acknowledge with Winks as well. Like he's happy to be a rotation player if need be. Like he's not gonna kick up a fuss. So like your point earlier, era in the sign, he's gonna be happy to be a rotation player mm. of that quality. That elk. And he's homegrown through our own academy as well. Yeah, it's just a win all round, man. Honestly mm. I have no idea what's wrong with these people. Um <laughs> Uh, so we, I think, moving on. Do we? Do we? Does anybody think there's even a chance of, of bringing in another like winger or attacking midfielder? Well, it's. I think we just have areas that are a priority. Like, I mean, like if we're thinking, all right, we've finally got someone who can we can call like a a CDM or DM per se mm-hmm. in Hoiberg. I personally feel just the way Mourinho spoke about it last season, having a second striker is something I think he will prioritise. Mm. Um, also, with Parrot going out on loan, I kind of feel that that pushes more the agenda that there is going to be someone, hopefully, coming in to support Kane because, mm. you know, as much as we want to protect Kane, you know, we've been saying it from day dot how much it's important that we get another striker because, you know, it's just too much of an onus for Kane to take it all on his own. And to have someone like Parrot Gar on loan, that would hopefully indicate to me that they're, they're going to try and do some work to try and get someone in to, to support him, you know? Who are you having? <laughs> I've got a feeling you've got a name in mind. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> the, name that, the, the name I have in mind, I've, I've actually, I've been watching this kid for, for time like this season I've fully been fully had my stocks in him and even though the other day I watched him the other day in the Champions in the Championship um, playoff final I don't think he played that well but I don't think Brentford played that well but I just believe this is there's potential for someone of his kind of ilk to be able to be in a position where he can learn like so the guy I'm talking about obviously is, is Ollie Watkins but in my mind, there's a couple of things that I'm a bit like worried about. First of all, like he, they say that it was 18 million sort of a buyout clause, but I think earlier on this week, um, Brentford basically said he's not going for basically anything less than 20 or 25 million. So that could be something that could be interesting. Um, I do believe he's good enough actually to probably play and start 
for like a, I wouldn't say a lower Premier League team, but someone probably a bit lower than Spurs in, in the league. Um, I think if he came to Spurs, he could definitely learn off Kane. And, you know, I think he's only 24 as well. Um, and I think if we're going to really think about buying players, if, if our mentality or if our methodology in terms of transfers is buy to sell, that would be someone who we could possibly, you know, do in the future. I just don't see any, what's the word? I just don't see see any value in going for a, a certain 32-year-old from London. I just don't see any value in going for Callum Wilson, who scored six goals last season as, as like their main striker. And I think, I'm sure he's got problems injury-wise because he's had two concurrent ACL injuries as well. So, What about Josh King? I like King. I actually think King's a decent player. Um, again, he's played Premiership football for a while. He's actually an international, a, a long-standing international as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure of his age. Uh, I'm not sure of his age, but uh, I think he's a decent player. Like, If actually, if anything, like, if I was to pick one of those two, it would be King. It wouldn't even be Wilson. And then I oh. guess the other, yeah, the other obvious shout was uh, Danny Ings, I guess. A lot of people would be uh, talking about him now, do you think? Unattainable, I'd say. Like, no chance. Yeah. Unattainable, like, yeah. yeah. That's like a lower a lower half-league team with a striker scoring more than 20 a season. We ain't, there's no way they'll sell him for anything that's kind of reasonable these days. And it's funny, like, Danny Wings, man, I feel for the guy because the guy's a premiership. He's a premiership striker, man. Yeah, you can is. see it from the very, very off, man. Even from them days at Burnley, I feel like he was very unlucky at Liverpool. Um, the injury timing was just mad. Change of yeah. manager was mad. But there's clearly a player there, man. The guy is proper shoot on sight and accurate shoot on sight as well. I was going to say, do you know what's scary? I saw that it was linked with Lorente. Again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't see that? Yeah, it's mad. We have a sickness. That's what it is. I can't believe that. I can't believe that. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if I see Lorente putting another Spurs jersey. Mourinho signing like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two and two together because he's six foot. Yeah. Ninety nine. Like. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like striker wise, do you think we need a striker? If yeah. you, and if you do, like who? Like you know, like we do. We do. I like I was saying like on the last week's pod, like I'd say beggars can't be choosers again. Mm. Ideally, I'd like us to sign a striker that can play out wide as well. As I said, Memphis Depay, that could be quite costly. He has these injury problems as well, but he's definitely one for the optics. It pleased the fans. He's a quality player as well. Um, no saucy Don as well. Saucy Don. Oh, very saucy Don. I'm, I'm going to throw... videos after you watch the pod <laughs> on YouTube. Very I'm going to um, throw one in just because I think he might be a bit cheap, even though he hasn't. I don't think he's been that good this season. I just think there there might be a player there, but um, and he doesn't actually play forward. I just think he could. But um, Felipe Anderson, Ooh. what do you guys think? I feel like there there's a player in there somewhere. I, we just haven't, or maybe really? West Ham hasn't been able to get it out yet. Uh, he won't go cheap though. Yeah, yeah he's he's going to cost a bit, man. Even after that season, there. I think you're 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 paying at least maybe what, thirty five mil. Okay, yeah, so 
at yeah, least. Yeah. Funnily so, enough, on on the on the sort of Lorente front, someone I've always I've always valued is uh, Mandzukic. Oh, man. I I like that one. I can't well, like you know, why why don't we pull out all the stops for this type of player, man? Again, you know, play a number of different leagues, one at a number of different places, international footballer, like, well-respected striker. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a no-brainer, like. Because yeah, the mm. salary the salary would only really be on the books for like one or two years. Anyway. Yes, exactly. Rente, as far as I'm concerned, we we paid we paid him like a pretty good, pretty good chunk, but there wasn't really a uh, transfer fee involved, so. Yeah. They were happy to do it. So if we could do something similar with someone like Mandzukic, because I, I I don't really see the value in us going out and getting some unproven backup to Kane, because we had that in Parrot. So we're replacing that sure. for something else. I've got another slightly ambitious one, where I'd be hopeful that you know obviously Monaco was showing interest early on in the window in Aurier and Levy's slapped a 35 million price tag on him to try and nicely big him up a little bit more. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm open to selling him, but if Monaco were to potentially come in again, I'd love us to try and work a deal for Wasim Benyeda. We've been linked yeah. with heavily before he went to Sevilla. He's a joint golden boot winner with Mbappe. He can play out wide. He's quick. Even if he wasn't happy about getting minutes, he can play in the Europa League. But I'm not entirely sure how much it would cost, but I'd love to see him at Spurs. Yeah, that would be a very good signing. I just imagine that would cost a hell of a lot. How old is Ben Yedder as well? Sorry? How old? How, how old is he? Yeah. I think he's getting to that, that prime age for strikers as well, you know, 26, 27. I'm not entirely sure. He may even be younger. 29. 29. 29. 29. I still have it. Yeah. Mad, mad, mad. You I know what? It, that, seems, yeah, it seems a bit more doable at 29. I won't lie. He's a goal, yeah. goal scorer. He was in prime. Tell you what, he might even cost a bit less if he's 29. Yeah. Well, 26 matches, 18 goals, 4 assists. Not a bad return, still. No, that's not bad. Mm. Honest, that's an honest season. I could see him coming. Um, I guess it's, it just feels like the same issue. So if, if, if a player like Ben Yedda came, do you think we would play two strikers at all? I see our future being 4-3-3. Um... I think he'd be open to playing four four two though, but for the main it would be four three three. Which is, I mean, it's hard to tell though because in January we were linked with a lot of out and out number nines, weren't we? It was uh, William Jose. We were heavily linked with Piatek and uh, Slimani. Slimani. Um, someone else. Uh, we keep on getting linked with out and out number nines, so it's hard to tell what his plan is. Jose, mm-hmm. Jose, he'll be looking for a specialist to back up Kane because I've got a feeling you might be right, but I just don't want it to be. <laughs> I'm, I, I quite, I quite like it. I, I mean, we've tried this whole shove Son as a number nine, or play Delhi as a false nine, or even tried Lamella up top. As well. I think Son does alright as a number nine. To be fair, though, mm. he does. But yeah, he has. Yeah. End up having no one on the left, so it's. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to muddy up the mood a little bit. But you know what? Someone told me yesterday, which I haven't checked, but could very well be true. Apparently, Son and Pepe have the same goal and assist return. <laughs> I can't lie. It was what, painful. Is, what, is that all comps? Is it? Is it all comps? 
you know, men. No, I think it's in Prem. Oh, in Prem, yeah, but it's, yeah. It's, it's heavily like Pepe's is going to be all assists, I'm guessing. No, and then 10, I think Pepe's on nine goals and Son's on 10. And uh, it was maybe eight and seven assists or something like that. Someone fact checked that. 11. Son's 11 and 10. Eye I know test, that. Keep your eye test with that because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put those glasses back on. <laughs> Uh, he looked me in the eye because I was just slandering Pepe as well. He looked me in the eye and told me that. You know, he has to sort of tone down the slander a little bit. I didn't know that guy was scoring goals. I thought he was just being trash week in, week out. Not me, fam. If I heard someone say that, I would have been like Wiley shouting, Take it back! Take it back. Oh, no. Man, you didn't want the MPE, man. No, it's too bad. It's too bad. But, um. No, I don't they, know. They, they bullshitted you, though. Son's got 11 and 10. 11 goals, 10 assists in the Prem. Uh, Nicholas Pepe is 5 foot 6. 5 6, mate. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at you. You know what makes it worse? Wait this, wait this. He's sitting quietly in the background. I'm not gonna lie. I thought, <laughs> I thought Pepe was like one of the worst on the pitch in, in that in that Arsenal final. I can't lie, man. I don't I don't like I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan. He like Never be son. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's basically Lamella, isn't he? Yeah. Basically, yeah. He's basically Lamella for 70 mil. A bit faster though. Come on, man. A bit, a bit less elbow work. About a Rabona as well, though. Yeah, that's minus, true. Minus three for, for not having a Rabona goal. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think... Um, we, we, do we have uh, listeners' questions today? No. No? I think right, yeah. advocate a little bit, though. Would you guys take Bell back? Ooh. Ooh. Slap him in left back, yeah? Like... <laughs> <Bye. laughs> uh, Bell don't oh. go left back. <laughs> no, I was actually, that's a good question. I think it, I was thinking about this today, like, because I was looking at the fact that he didn't get put in the Real Madrid squad. Mm. Um, and I checked, they'd done, I, him so I, dirty. they'd done him proper dirty. And I was checking, like, little things like his contract and his wages. I mean, the guy is on a different planet, like, in terms of. Was it wage. Yeah, Well, it's like 625 euros. Fuck. A week, like, which is Sanchez wages, man. which is crazy, and I think he's got uh, just over a year left on that contract. And I've actually read comments that his agent has said he is hundred percent gonna see that contract out oh. through yeah, to twenty twenty one. Where would he go? Yeah, I'll take it. Well, do you know what? It's a funny one because people, 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 people talk about footballers not securing a bag, them thinking about themselves. But at, at this point, man, like to be earning that much money, like it was funny. I asked someone on, on the timeline, was it today or yesterday? Like, what do you really expect from Bell at this point? Right? Because I think Bell's like, is he 29 or is he 30? I, 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 let me check. 31, won four he, Champions Leagues. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the guys won pretty much everything club level, He's won multiple awards. He played a number of massive finals. At this point, I mean, 
can you fault him like for not for not wanting to to move his butt and and mm-hmm. get on playing at another team that are probably going to ask X amount from him on the pitch mentally physically when actually you know he's he's earned essentially earned the right to be in this position like I suppose to a normal football fan you're just like you just want to get him on the pitch you want to see the best of him but I've always said that he should have been in my opinion he should have been our marquee signing moving into the new stadium personally I thought that would have been amazing for us to have him back to help push us on to the next level now that we've got a stadium that can back us with a manager at the time but I just feel now I just don't think mentally he's at a place to compete at a high level anymore Mm. Um, people might think otherwise um, the fact that he was even possibly considering going to China, yeah. to me, he was that kind of changed. Well, called back. You know, <laughs> like that kind of changed my opinion of where I think he is at in terms of competitiveness at football. But again, that's just my opinion. Right? I feel like. Would you? Would you guys think? I think so, I mean, Bill... I see fans thinking that he can just uh, he can join Spurs and recreate that season, that form from that season where he just clutched almost every game for us. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of fans who, um, I guess, who aren't very keen on letting go. And I'm not very good at letting go myself. I went to Turkey for a new hair transplant and I've got a new hairline for it. (laughs) But I just think he's declined so much as a player now as well. Like, I'm happy for him. Live your life. But I think, obviously, the injury he's had, he's had so many back-to-back injuries, lack of playing time. He's 31 now. He's... Whenever, whenever I've seen him play, he's any form of explosiveness to his game and his touches off, doesn't even pass, he can't dribble. So, yeah, I just feel like you should just, you know, chill, earn your money, big guy. You've got your full Champions League. So just chill. I'd take him back. I'm not going to lie, I would. I'm probably one of those guys. Take him back. I still feel like nostalgia. I'd, I'd take him back. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, think, I take your point about is he mentally prepared, but I think the Spurs treatment, the, the nostalgia of that of that season, of that couple of seasons, I think that will get him back in the frame of mind. It will reenact the flame, the passion, get him going again. And I, and, I, and I think he'd, he'd feel good about his playing his football. I just don't think we could afford him. I think he comes with a, a terrible wage, which I don't think we're prepared to pay. And I think the moment we, we bridge that gap, we just change the whole Spurs model financially, it doesn't work for us. But I would take him back if, if, if it was possible. Even if it was just for three years, I'd have that. Funny thing, it, it does remind me, um, we did get Adebayor and um, Real Madrid was still paying some of his salary. Yeah. Mm. True, true, true. So we know that they are sort of willing to do them type of deals. Um, do I feel like he's like straight out of the package or straight off the plane, just ready to go? Probably not, but he's got a history with Mourinho as well. Mm-hmm. So again, there's that. And I do genuinely think he's the type of player that can just switch it on when the fuck he wants. Yeah. Right. And he does for Wales. Yeah, man. And like, like, going back to that season, that guy was unplayable, man. I mean, 2012-2013, I think that season we just lost Van der Waal, we just lost Modric, and I think we had brought back like 
like Stephen Corker and Carl Norton. Oh, and I remember thinking, I remember thinking, oh man, like how are we gonna how are we gonna switch up this season? And I tell you, when that guy pulled on those yellow boots with that grey top, oh, it was over for people, man. Play of the year, twenty-one goals, eleven assists. Like nobody could touch that guy that year. He was unbelievable. And yeah, I do believe like he's the sort of player that if he wanted to, he could switch it on. He probably could, but yeah. whether or not he's actually going to do that at his age when he's had basically the last 18 months basically not really giving a shit about football. I don't know, man. And English Premier League, man, it's a different kettle of fish as well. Like, I know he's done it. I know he's done it before and he's played in it, but it's just a different kettle of fish. It's just like... You've had your bread buttered for you. You've worked. You've worked hard. You've had your bread buttered for you. Are you willing? Are you really willing to go back to work as hard as ever as you've ever done at an older time in at an older time in your life, where actually you know you may be not earning as much money, but is the drive? I just want to know is the drive there? That that's what, just, that's yeah, what I, I asked the question because there's been some strong rumours that he what he does want to return to the Premier League. Man. I mean, even even by watching the way he's beha- behaved on the touchline, you can see a player that's just frustrated because he does want to play football. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't, I don't really put too much stock in like that whole idea, idea that like showing that you're disgruntled is a lack of professionalism. Because I know for a fact I've done that in the office before. So <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things. It's like when things when things aren't going your way, like it's easier said than done to just sit there and be good boy. But, yeah, man, I, th- I think he could still do a job. He's not my first choice by any means, but if he were to come back, I feel like he could contribute. Was he on more than um, Alexis Sanchez? Yeah. Because didn't Man United just pay, basically pay um, Inter to take Alexis Sanchez? No, I think, I think, I think in Europe, Bell's one of the highest, I think he's one of the highest paid uh, players in Europe, I think, yeah. at the moment. I'm not sure. Not sure in the world. Probably one of them China dons. Uh, probably only more, but I think definitely in Europe, he's one of the highest paid. Um, post tax, anyway. Yeah. Like yes, again. Like I hate to keep going on, but like they, I watched an interview the other day, where like they were asking him about how he felt about being booed, and he kind of just explained. You know, he didn't really understand why he was getting booed for Madrid because he had been doing his, his thing the whole time training coming to games playing and he just kind of explained how he just felt it was silly because whether they like to believe it or not footballers are like the human beings they feel they hear they see all these things and his mindset was like I don't really understand why I'm getting booed but if you're going to boo me that's not really going to help my confidence and when I got on very fickle though you know, and do my do my thing. If I don't do well, you can't really blame me because you've not exactly been behind me. So in that sense, I could very much understood understand. But then again, on the other side, he I I, I don't want to say he's not helping himself, but it doesn't make it like easy for us to sympathise with him if he's just chilling on the bench doing whatever, and he's on like you know 
six hundred bags a week. You know? If they don't want it, if they have no intention to play him, they shouldn't put him on the bench. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Like the same, the same things happening with Ozil across the road. Like if if no one has an intention to play him, and credit to Arteta, he has literally just frozen. He hasn't. Out. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like that's the best way to approach it because you protect the player, you protect the club. You basically just draw a line under the relationship and get on with it. I think yeah, it's 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 a it's a strange one, man. Like you you definitely have him back, and I think there is potential for Real Madrid to um sort of pay some money towards the fee as well, considering like what Sai is saying, like having him on the bench is is probably not the best look. So who knows, man? Who knows? I guess that's one for the future, isn't it? Let's see what happens, man. How many weeks till the um, Premier League starts again? Like two? Wait a second. Let's see what happens, isn't it? I just want to know if Ndombele is getting fit, man. That's all I care about. <laughs> you ain't got a chance, man. At this point, but, man. 12th, 12th of September, that's all I care about. Is Ndombele fit, man? Let's see what happens, man. Well, yeah, lads, I think that's that's it for today. To the next week. Good man. Peace. Okay. Peace. Finally waited. Ericsson, low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! 2020 has presented its share of challenges, and some of us are taking a hard look at our future. Can you imagine owning your own business? As an Amerispec franchise owner, you can have more security and control over your future and be there for your community with an essential service year-round. You could join the most recognized brand in home inspection services, Amerispec, and provide peace of mind to home buyers. With low startup costs and excellent operational support, you can be a business for yourself, but not by yourself. Learn more at join www.amerispec.com slash podcast Sports Social Podcast Network